Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of You're Going to Die in There, an American Horror Story podcast. I am Taylor Doherty, one of your hosts, and I have with me my other host, Patty LaBelle. <laughs> How's it going, Patty? <laughs> it's, it's going. <laughs> Right. What does she even sound like? She just sounds like Patty LaBelle. You, we are not doing like black voices on here. This is not going to be that podcast. I'm not going can- to. I am not getting canceled. Episode two because we try to sound like Patty LaBelle. I'm not doing it. Uh, what's it? <laughs> what's up? What's up? Um. Well, her real name is Haley Grace. And should I, like, I buy this I, I like, foot no, salon I like deluxe? Do I like it? <laughs> what? There's a foot salon deluxe for sale for $20. Stop. Get a little spa pedicure at home. Why do you need that? Why do I not? Fair. I like how you weren't going to say your real name. You were just going to go with Patty LaBelle the entire episode. What if I have multiple personalities? <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Alrighty, guys. So, um, we are back this week to continue going through American Horror Story Murder House. This week, we are going to be covering episodes four through six. This is where the season really starts to turn up. Trash to trash. <laughs> trash to trash to burning trash. Not really. Um, Actually, this batch of episodes has, I think, one of the best episodes of the season in it and i'm excited to get into those episodes but first we're going to start with our first category which is the lana winter special equally reviled and celebrated she is one of the most provocative and polarizing figures of our time lee harris has agreed to an interview live on television welcome to the lana winter special so, of course, the Lana Winter Special is our category about um, current AHS news, all of which right now is, of course, going to be dealing with um, the production of American Horror Story double feature coming soon to FX. Um, so we got a, a couple things going on, a couple things. We have a little bit of casting, possibly some stunt casting. I don't really know. But Kaya Gerber, the daughter of Cindy Crawford, is going to be joining the cast of Double Feature. I don't really know if it's part one or part two, but she's going to be there. I don't know if she can act, but I guess we're going to find out. It reminds me of when they did um, Gus Kenworthy for 1984, which I actually thought was not as bad as it could have been. I remember being like, oh, he's not an actor? Like He wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. So that's fun. Um, what else is going on? Let's see. The... American Horror Story spinoff, American Horror Stories, which is supposed to be like individual single episode stories, is also set to be entering production very soon. So we're going to have a lot more um, American Horror Story coming our way. And then also, there have been a lot of photos of Macaulay Culkin filming in Malibu for part one. Um, I'm assuming they're trying to mimic the 
Massachusetts beach setting. But he keeps getting, like, from the videos and pictures I keep seeing, he is going through it on a beach, getting thrown around or something. Probably asking Kevin when his parents are coming home. I want to go to the beach. Beach, beach, let's go get away. <laughs> Nicky Manja. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's happening. We're in production, people. We have a new season coming. I still really cannot figure out what's going on. Um, but apparently there is a clue in episode 8 of 1984 about... That's a lie. I don't know. They say I, they I, clues all the time and just to throw us off their scent. That's true. That that, that I mean, I think for the early, the earlier seasons, like there actually used to be clues, but like I don't know. From like hotel on, I'm legit don't think they were like really doing that. But Mer, I think Ryan Murphy liked an Instagram post referencing a season ten clue comment, saying that you could find a clue in episode eight. 1984 and there's like some picture that one of these ahs accounts on twitter have posted and like the apparently the monsters that they kind of teased us with they kind of look like nosferatu looks kind of similar to one that was in the lake the monsters (laughs) we don't have the rights for any of these songs (laughs) which is why you sing them okay um I don't know, but the monster looks very similar to one that jumped out of the lake and grabbed um, grabbed a character in 1984. So maybe there's a connection, maybe there's not. We don't really know because we're learning along with the rest of the world what's happening here. So, um, yeah, that is about all I've got for that section. Um, so... Let's move into Murder House, episodes four through six. Um, So as I said before, this is the place in the season where really things start to turn all the way up. A lot of, like, revelations, even if you don't realize they're, you know, revelations kind of start coming through. Um, So I'm going to go into a little bit of production history for these episodes, I found a really great, a really great quote. I cannot talk. I found a really great quote by um, Ryan Murphy talking about some of these episodes at the time, and he said one of the things that we're trying to say about the house is that it has a sort of intelligence. I'm clearly paraphrasing here. Um, it has an intelligence, and it it knows exactly the right moment to send the undead back you know, to fuck with people who live in the house. The house knows what you're afraid of and will scare you. And the house also knows what you need to hear and then will provide it. So the timing, it's almost like it's got its own, like, personality. And I think that the precedent that he's setting for this location can definitely be found in later seasons, especially with Hotel and um, Camp Redwood in 1984, that these places have their own personalities, that they're kind of like hell holes. So he's really... Definitely setting up um, kind of the blueprint for locations throughout the series. I don't know if you didn't do it at the time, but definitely has panned out the last 10 years. Um, so, yeah, that is kind of 
some a, a little bit of behind the scenes about the episodes. Um, so we're going to jump into episodes four through six, two of which are the very first two Halloween episodes of the series. Now, of course, the first, well, all the seasons have kind of aired at least through October. Um, and it being a horror series, these were always great opportunities for Halloween episodes. So episode four is Halloween part one. Episode five is Halloween part two. And episode six is titled Piggy Piggy. So, um, okay, let's go ahead and jump into these. Haley Grace, are you ready? It's my turn now. It is your turn now. This is a recurring thing that's going to happen to you. I'm going to stop talking and then you can talk. Yes. (laughs) Okay, let's go. The year is 2010. The year before the Harmons have moved in, and we're here with a couple, Chad and Patrick. They're preparing their house with some spooky Halloween stuff. (laughs) They actually have really great Halloween style. I will give them that. Look, it's freaking bats. (laughs) Look, look. I love Halloween. It's freaking bats. I love Halloween. Anyway, this relationship is also a little rocky because Patrick likes to fool around with his gym trainer. Who he says is a, quote, power bottom. Anyway, they're talking about fixing this house up so they can sell it and get out of there. I mean, who doesn't want to sell this house and get out of there? It's a common trend amongst everyone who lives here. (laughs) Whatever. And then, all of a sudden, a rubber band man. (laughs) (laughs) Rubber band man. Rubber band man shows up. Really what was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Embarrassing. It's Very. okay. It's okay, sweetie. Anyway, Rubber Man Man comes up and... <laughs> start laughing every time you say that now. <laughs> decides to drown Chad in his bobbing for apples. Just... Oh, and then he snaps his neck, too. He's like... He, he he went bobbing for some apples and and then he also takes out Patrick, but he does. Whatever. Two more little ghosts to haunt this little house. And then we flash back to today. Well not today, today, but today. And I'm sorry, there's somebody talking on the phone right outside my room, and I got distracted. And they <laughs> I can hear them. Roommates. I can hear them talking. <laughs> <laughs> we're only going to be quoting vines on here. <laughs> and they were roommates. Oh, my God, they were roommates. <laughs> Let me see if I can hear her again. I heard that. I can hear that. He was talking really loud. I can still hear him. Her. Okay, I can't hear him anymore. Anyway, we're back to today. 
and a Larry Boy. Do you know what that's from? I don't. Larry Boy. We're never going to get through this because we keep making Veggie Tales. Anyway. Veggie Tales. Yeah. Okay. Continue, please. Flashback to today, and Larry is demanding that Ben gives him some money for taking care of his problem, a.k.a. taking out Hayden. And Ben just refuses. He's like, nah, trick. Nah, trick. <laughs> I wish he actually just said, nah, trick. So this realtor tells Ben and Viv that if they want to sell their house, they got to make it look good, make it look nice, that they need to hire somebody to come in and just decorate till they sell the house. And they agree. And then the next thing we know... Chad and Patrick show up and they think that they are the people who Marcy has sent to decorate the house, make it look nice, sell it, and get out of there. Run for the hills. Spoiler alert. Sister Viv. That's not a spoiler alert. That's what Viv wants to do. She wants to go. No, I was going to say spoiler alert. They, they're they not the fluffers, but I oh. completely zoned out. Of saying that, so I just said spoiler. Oh, well, we already knew that. We do, we do. This is true. Because of the flashback. Thank you. But they don't know. Vivian and Ben don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah it's JK ghosts. Anyway, so after one of Violet's bullies is scared off by a monster in the basement in an episode previously she gets a little freaked out and she demands that tate tell her what is living in the basement tate tells her that it is the former son of the montgomery's who we learn is kind of a little monster so he loves lady gaga probably When one of Charles Montgomery's patients' boyfriend finds out about the abortion he gave her, he steals Nora and Charles's son and dismembers him. And that leads Charles to try to bring him back to life. He decides to get out his needle and thread and sew him back together. Very Maria, sound of music, so a needle pull and thread. That's gross. That is gross. It's like, it's it's gross. It's gross. So that's what's in the basement, in case you wanted to know. Moving on. On Halloween, Moira, a, it, she, she's able to leave the house, y'all. Living every, everybody who is in that house's dream, getting out. Yes, on Halloween, the ghosts are able to leave from the place they are trapped. Ooh, spooky. Anyway, she goes to visit her mom who's in a coma and she pulls the plug. It's kind of like a mercy killing, kind of. She pulls the plug, but unfortunately they can't go be together still because Moira is going to have to go back to that house where she's stuck forever. So then we see... Vivian confront Ben about phone calls and texts from Hayden and he swears that Hayden is gone and we all know that Hayden really is gone like gone gone like gone girl gone 
And so then Viv feels a little flutter in her belly. And it's the baby doing some cock food. <laughs> in eight weeks when it should not be. No, 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 no. So then they go to the hospital and get an ultrasound. And the baby is like way more developed than it should be. And the ultrasound tech, she, she hit the, she hit the ground. <laughs> she took one look and said, no. She said, she down. Man down. So then after Vi does Addie's makeup, she tells Constance she wants to be a pretty girl for Halloween. Constance, being the wicked mother she is, tells her that she's not a pretty girl. And later she's remorseful and gives Addie a mask of a quote unquote pretty girl so she can go as what she wants. While trick-or-treating, Addie is hit by a car and is bad. It's real bad. It's bad. So Constance tries to drag her and get her into the lawn as fast as she can. So then maybe she'll be stuck to the house as well. But she fails. And she loses Addie forever. It's very sad. Yeah. So next we have Vi who's just chilling at home alone in this house why 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 has no one learned to not be alone in this house it's okay larry bebops in bebops. and then the rubber band man appears again <laughs> the rubber band man. i can't anyway the Harmons. we see them returning home from the hospital to find the house that's been broken into their child's missing. Again, things that don't surprise me when living in this house. Anyway, next thing we know, Ben, there's a knock at the door. Ben goes to open it. Boom. It's Hayden. Covered in dirt. From her dirt nap. And that is the end of episode four. All right. Moving on. Here Halloween comes episode two. five, episode five, Rubber Band Man, Rubber Band Man. <laughs> I, okay, Rubber Band Man, I remember that not being a good thing to sing. Wasn't that like about a condom or something? I thought it was about rubber bands. <laughs> I thought it was about wasn't a condom. It, wasn't it in the Office Depot commercial and it was about a rubber band ball? I, I don't know. I gotta look that in up. In that one? I really gotta look that up because I don't, I really don't know. But I, I remember like singing that to my mom one time and she'd be like, don't sing that. Like, I thought it was bad or something. Kind of like the same way I, I used to think that fudge from a Christmas story was actually the bad word that he says. Yeah. So anyway, I don't really know. I don't believe it's a bad song. I don't, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm imagining that, but. I think you are. I think I am. Anyways, moving on to Halloween part two. So moving on to episode five, um, we first see the rubber band man, but he quickly disappears and Tate appears. Coincidence? I think not. Spoiler alert, this comes back. 
So Tate and Violet go on a date to the beach, and Tate um, discloses to Violet that high school was awful, and he hated it. And while they're there, five mangled, bloody teens appear and harass Tate, prompting Tate and Violet to leave. Then we flash to Ben, who believes that Hayden's murder was staged and that she and Larry are attempting to extort him. Larry realizes that Hayden is a ghost. Ben does not believe him. And threatens to kill Harry. Kills threatens to kill Harry. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> threatens to kill Harry. So Ben threatens to kill Larry. Vivian tells Ben that Hayden is in the house. And then Ben finds Hayden in the basement. But Larry whacks him upside the head with a shovel and ties him up. This is a lot of work. It is. Like, all these ghosts. I mean, I guess when you have nothing else to do. Popping in. Saying, hey. Let me torture this poor little human. He ain't no poor little human. No. Anyway. Nora pops up, frees him, Urgington, 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 Bridgerton, Urgington, Urgington, is this spitting up with Bridgerton? (laughs) 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 He says he urges him to save his child. I need to be put on medication. Very much so. I'm already on mine. You're just behind. I need to be on Adderall or something. You need to be on Adderall 100%. I was tested for ADD and misdiagnosed. They don't diagnose girls with ADD or ADHD. It's fine. What are you talking about? Is that a real thing? Yes, I was misdiagnosed when I was in high school. That is so sexist. When I finally asked for help. That is so sexist. Because I'm like very high functioning. Like I can function. I just... Sometimes can't, like right now. So, Nora shows up, frees Ben, and urges him to save his child. While this is happening, Hayden is torturing Viv, even pretending to blow up their dog in the microwave. I mean, these boys are just wilding out here. It's so gross. Wilding. Oh, my God. Poor Connie Britton's like, oh, my God, my dog. And then Hayden... Appears to Vivian again, and they're both shocked to learn that they are both with child. And not just any child. Ben's child. Hayden gets mad and attacks her, but is stopped by Ben. And he is forced to admit that he impregnated Hayden months after Viv discovered the affair. Whore. Ben, that is. An actual horror. He's so awful. We hate him. I don't understand what these women see in him. Well, I mean, Vivian at this point is like, uh, you you can go. I've had enough. But Well, Viv said, I'm calling the cops. 
Literally. And has Hayden arrested. That'll work. Some little teens then find Tate and Violet. The ghosts then angrily demand to know why that why he killed them and he needs to admit what he did, but Tate cannot remember anything about them. And Tate protects Violet, making them chase him instead of her. Constance takes Violet to her house, revealing that Addie is dead and Tate is her son. The teens were revealed to be ghosts from various cliques at Westfield High, where they were killed when Tate committed a school shooting in 1994, the year I was born. I was one. So, with Halloween night ending, the teens depart. The other ghosts, including Moira, Chad, Patrick, and Nora, unfortunately have to return to the house. And the next morning, Ben packs his bags and leaves. Vivian said to the left. You and your wig get out Every, of my life. Everything you own in a box to the left. You and your wig get out of my get life. Get out of my life. 100%. So, that concludes the first two Halloween episodes of American Horror Story. And now we move on to episode six, Piggy Piggy. So, in episode six, we start off with Violet confirming online that Tate was shot in his bedroom by a SWAT team after the massacre at the high school. We see a flashback to the shooting in 94, revealing how each of the students from the previous episode were killed by Tate. It's, like, really What personal. song plays during that? There's not a song. Like, they just play this. It's just, like, it's, like, one of those silent scenes. It's so, it's, like. No, there's a song that plays I don't think no, it's not during the shooting. But like when I he's literally walking. just watched it last night. It's that's that's not it. That's not the scene. You're thinking of like the scene where he's got like you know like the like the skull mask. Yeah. That's not in that. I, just, I literally what just watched it. What song is yesterday. playing in that? It's the um. It's the, I don't know. It's like it's like a um. It's a instrumental it's like it's an instrumental but i don't remember the name of it but yeah this this actually might be in my opinion one of the most disturbing scenes in the entire series because like it's just very realistic and he's just clearly like gone when they finally show his face and like a like a girl pees herself like before she gets shot like it's just it's just too real it's just very real and I was watching it at night, and, like, honestly, a school shooting is one of my all-time worst fears. Like, I vividly remember in regular school and even, like, in college, I'd be sitting there and be like, if someone could just walk in and shoot me, like, who's going to stop them? And it's terrifying. So, I don't know. This scene always, like, I, I can't, like, watch this scene a lot because it's, 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 it's a lot. Oh, this just reminded me. Um... Haley Grace, did you ever have the family of one of the Columbine victims come to your school and tell you about how she died? No. Did y'all know? You never had that? No. Oh, my God. That was, okay. I, honestly, it, it was 
too traumatizing for anyone in eighth, seventh or eighth grade to have to be hearing, which like I, I don't know who with who approved that, but like it was one of the families. I forget who it was, but it was like one of the families of one of the girls that died. I, I think it was supposedly the one that like they asked her if she believed in God, and uh, she said yes, and that's why they killed her. I think it was that family, um, but they went into like deep detail about the shooting and about how she died and the whole thing and i vividly remember the entire like it was like a it was like we we were all like in the pe gym or whatever everyone was like crying and traumatized and they never told us that that's what we were going to be doing that day and i think about it all the time well not all the time but like whenever i like if i've ever like watched the scene or anything i think about it because it traumatized me in seventh eighth grade and I, that is like one reason that I'm so scared of school shooting. Sh- school shootings is because of that assembly. I it was terrifying. I cannot believe they didn't come to your school. That's, that's, I, I, I thought they were like on a school tour or something. I don't know. Anyways, that just reminded me of this, and d- I, I I don't I don't know if those are good things for like seventh eighth, eighth seventh or eighth graders to like have to hear. I don't know if I approve of that honestly. Like if. If my kid came home and they were like, "Hey, today we we all, we all like went to an assembly and we learned about the Columbine shooting," and they like were really vivid with the tale, I might be like calling to the school and being like, "Why did you traumatize my child?" But anyway, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just it, I just I was I was triggered. I think I was triggered. I was triggered. Anyway. <laughs> So then we have Constance um, arranging a meeting with Violet and her medium, Billy Dean. And she and Constance explain that Tate is unaware that he is dead. Constance has been sending him to Ben, hoping a breakthrough will help him pass on. But they need Violet's help. Though Violet is shaken by the revelation, like, she shook. She is. She's like, you know what? I've actually had enough. She literally just runs out. She's like, runs back to her haunted house. She said, you and your wig get out of my life. Truly. So then, Constance and Moira convince Viv to eat sweetbreads to help with pregnancy. So even though Ben has left he is gone he has moved out he still continues to use the house for his therapy sessions so he continued to continue to make money and vivian agrees to it but she she's not thrilled she doesn't want him there she wants his wig to continue to stay out of her life she just wants to live a new life truly so then ben begins to see a new patient Derek, who is terrified of urban legends, and he is more recently scared of the legend of Piggy Man, who will slaughter anyone who repeats a specific mantra in the mirror. Kind of like when we were little, we used to go into the bathroom and say Bloody Mary three times and spin around. (laughs) You actually did it? Did you not? I don't think I ever did. I I tell you what I did do that I regret. My godbrother, uh, which love him to death. We were all just kids. He convinced me to do a Ouija board, 
and no, no yeah that, no. no and like no <laughs> yeah no. as an adult i'm like mm, i was playing with demons at like i don't know nine years old and we yeah. things were moving apparently i don't know i don't i don't know it could have been him just me- you know messing with me but i would not do that again Mm-mm. so i did Mm-mm. not do that but i have probably done worse honestly <laughs> nope nope Mm-mm. no nope not today so, during all this time that he's spending at the house, seeing patients, Ben begins to notice that Viv has a, a little attraction to a security officer. No, she literally, like, just is laying in bed one night and, like, pushes the button. It's like, oh, no, I thought someone was here. I'm a damsel. Please help me. Save me. Save me from my ghost house. Fight the dragons. Mm-hmm. Slay them. Slay mama. Climb up my Ooh. long wig. I was say, what are you like Rapunzel. Up? <laughs> I, did not, I did not know where that was going. I didn't know what he was climbing up. I don't know. My brain had it come out really slowly. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So Vivian decides one day to contact the ultrasound tech who passed out and she's discovered that that poor girl had to quit her job and she claims that what she saw was that the baby is the antichrist she was clearly not paid enough for that little mikey mm mm Moving on. So excited to talk about him one day. Derek decides to take the advice of his lovely therapist. And says the mantra into the bathroom mirror. And ironically, but kind of not, (laughs) he's killed by a robber. It's like... I felt so bad for her because it's his actual worst fear confirmed. <laughs> it, and it's it's only because the guy hiding in his shower um, is is like a fat man. And the mantra that he says is, here, piggy, piggy. And the guy's like, who you call him fat? And just shoots him in the head. Like, very tragic. I cannot. It's, it's a lot, yeah. So, with the help of Billy Dean, Constance is able to talk to Addie and learns that Addie is happy and she is so relieved that she is not stuck in the house after learning what Tate did. Constance then tells Addie how proud she is and how she thinks that she is a pretty girl and they have their closure moment. It's actually very, very heartfelt, which is, which does not come from Constance a lot. This is like one of those scenes where you're like, oh, Constance is actually, yeah, she's like actually she like a real a person. Yes. And it's actually a great little speech. I'll play it for you now. I want to talk to her, Billy. I have one last thing that I have to say to her. I just miss her so terribly. She was my reason for living. She says you should have told her that when she was alive. She's a feisty one. 
talk to her. She's here. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Baby. I am so sorry. I'm sorry because most of the time that I was with you, especially when you were younger, I was just so overwhelmed. It wasn't easy being a single parent and you were such a handful. So I guess I forgot to say the things that I was supposed to say, but that I honestly always felt in my heart. I am so proud of you, Addie. For what you were able to overcome. <laughs> and I think you're beautiful. Addie, I think you are the most beautiful girl I ever met. She says thank you. And that she knows. And that where she is now, on the other side, she's a pretty girl at last. <laughs> it's actually a tearjerker. A tearjerker. Billy Dane has that one single tear coming down her face. Because she's feeling something. So yeah, emotion. um, emotion, which is, yeah, again, Constance not wanting to be very vulnerable. This is one of those moments where she's like, oh, wait. Hold on, I actually loved my child. Whoops. Is that on my list of things to do today? Contact the dead? No, tell my child I love them. You don't have a kid. <laughs> I was being constant. Oh. <laughs> I was so was like, dummy. what is she talking about? <laughs> you, you mean you? The closest you have to a kid is Ruby Sue. No, that's my sister. Ruby, what? Ruby sees your sister? Yeah, that's my parents' dog. I thought like you'd consider like Ruby Sue like your like your no. dog. Like she's my sister. Is he Easter? But Reese Punk could be my child. Who? That's Tyler's dog. What's Reese his name? Puck. Reese Puck. Her name is Reese. Like Reese Witherspoon? Yes. I would 100% name my child after various Reese Witherspoon characters and see if anyone caught on. We would. <laughs> Quickly. Quickly. Anyways, let's wrap this up, guys. So while Violet is working up the nerve to confront Tate, she is mobbed by the other ghosts in the house. Overwhelmed, she decides to attempt to take her own life by taking a bunch of pills but Tate comes in to save the day and makes her throw up all the pills. Tate tearfully confesses that he loves her and plans to leave her alone but she comforts him 
She's like, mm, I know you're a killer, but I still like you. It's okay. Like it's like we all have a past, you know, things happen. She learned from her mama to like oh men God. who are not the best. Honestly, that's actually a great read on that. That she clearly has seen her mother stay with her awful father, you know, messing around. And she's like, oh, that's just what women do. I never act that never clicked until just now. Wow. You're welcome. Revelations here on you're going to die in there, people. Here we are. Okay. So that is episodes four, five, and six. We are now at the halfway point of Murder House. Um, Things are starting to turn up, guys. Things are starting to turn up. They have been turned up. Up they have turned. Oh, yes. how the turntables have turned. No, wait, was it that the Jonas Brothers say? Oh, how the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> you said it just like a... <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, let's dive into our last two categories. The first of which is Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. My monsters. The ones you call depraved... They are the beautiful, heroic ones. They offer their oddity to the world. They provide a laugh or a fright to people in need of entertainment. So in this section, we of course talk about some of the characters that we see in these episodes. And we actually meet a lot of um, important characters to the season itself. And also some actors that of course stay with the series for, you know eight nine more seasons or others that make very big impacts in their very short time the first of which is the introduction of the one and only miss sarah paulson as billy dean howard um, her first character of many that she has of course played over the course of the series i think one thing that i love about billy dean is that every time she pops up in the series her hair looks entirely different have you, have you ever noticed that as long as she's not screaming, I don't really pay attention. <laughs> no, like her hair looks like her, her hair looks kind of blonde in Murder House. Then when she pops up in Hotel, spoiler alert if you don't know, um, her hair is like very blonde, very much like almost Cordelia-esque. So I was like, what? And then when she pops up again in Apocalypse playing Billy Dean, um, her hair is almost like red, which I get it. People can change their hair colors, but the consistency with the hair color of this character, not not there. Not really there. Look, a girl, when she makes a, a, a decision to change her hair, she's going through something. Well, Billy Dean is clearly going through a lot all the time. Like, remember when you cut your hair and you were like, I, what were you going through? Okay, well, I cut my hair again, and I love it. Oh, so you're always going through it? Is that? What I am blonde <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, yes, um, Billy Dean Howard. What 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 do we think of her? This is the very first Sarah Paulson character. Do we think it's one of her better ones? What do we think, Haley Grace? I think my favorite character is actually not that one for her. Ooh. Which and one you is know it? which Cordelia's? one it is. Cordelia? We love a witch. We, no, no, no. Not a witch. The Supreme. The Supreme. 
Yeah, actually, she I mean, lived to yeah. see the Seven Wonders. She did. She really did. Um, so yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if it's her best one. I think it's. I think it's an interesting character. I don't think it's my favorite Sarah Paulson character. Um, that one is coming in a, in a coming season. Um, that season, of course, is Asylum with Miss Lana Winters because sis really goes through it can't wait to get to that one anyways so uh yeah we have sarah paulson here in her only season that she recurs she stars in every every other season except 1984 so clearly she made an impression on set and ryan murphy said yes give her the contract she said yes i will sign the contract so yes there's that um then, then we also have morse chestnut as violets not violets um vivian's security um, and Mr. Morse Chestnut is a very beautiful man, so I can very I can very much see why Vivian is like um, I'll go with the security guy. I get it, one hundred percent. Then we have Mr. Zachary Quinto as Chad, his first of only two characters that he ever plays on this show, and I don't think it's his best. Next season is much better, but he definitely has a great one-liner with Constance later in the season, and also when he talks about that email, Jungle Jim. I can't wait till we get to that. That I mean, he has he has great one-liners in this season, so um, yeah, I, I think in that regard, he's he's great comic relief. So great great character yeah so those are some of our big characters that we meet in these episodes and yeah i think obviously billy dean and chad continue to play into the rest of the season so and of course billy dean gives us our line in an upcoming episode that arguably not arguably it's actually very very clear sets up the crossover season um, so, which, I mean, we're already kind of setting that up when that ultrasound lady tells Viv Vivian that she saw the Antichrist, but we'll just pretend that Billy Dean was the first one that said it. Um, okay, so that wraps up that category, and let's move to the Briarcliff Jukebox. Pack a camel. No, Gerard, it's not a cigarette machine. It's a great big music box! And for our maiden number, I would like to dedicate this one... To our newest resident, patient number G2573, Miss Judy Martin. Enjoy. So, of course, this category is music that we hear in the show. We do have some actually really good music. I actually legit went and just listened to these songs after watching the episode. So I was like, this is actually some really good music. Um, we have... Big Mother by Jesse Carrillo Jones and Feeding People. This is one of the songs that Violet listens to. Very angsty music. Very on very on brand. Awesome song. Um, and then I, um, The Sun by Lights On. Another great angsty Violet song. We love to hear it. And then Lavender Moon by, I cannot say this name, um, Harula Rose. So those are some actually really great songs from these episodes that... Um, you can f go and listen to and 
I actually a lot of music that I've come to really love have I've actually found from American Horror Story and not 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 always this season but further seasons consistently the show always has great music and these episodes were no exception so those are our categories for the week so just kind of sum it up I think these these episodes really propel the season forward especially when we get to the end of six because um, a lot of what we think we're seeing actually is something else so um, I think that you know we're halfway through the season now and um, I am quickly reminded of how much I actually really like this season I, it's been a while since I've seen it you know so I was like oh I actually really like this and um, yeah so there you go those are episodes four five and six of murder house and next time we're of course going to be covering episodes seven eight and nine which are some of the best of the entire season and i'm very excited to get to those so alrighty, guess that's all for this week thank you for tuning in please go follow us on social media on twitter and instagram at die in their pod you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor D H E R T Y on Twitter and Taylor D H E R T Y 93 on Instagram. And where can everyone find you, Haley Grace? At H G H Evans. <laughs> she got a new last name. She did. She has a new last name, new handle, new woman. We don't know the other woman. Alrighty. So thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.